Hello and welcome to Truth vs. Hype. The big story this weekend. As Prime Minister Modi gets set for his first meeting with Donald Trump, there will be diplomacy on the table, there will be trade, there will possibly be climate change. But we know very little of what Trump thinks of India or how he relates to India. He gave only this insight during the campaign when he appeared at an event to target the Indian vote held in New Jersey. I'm involved in two massive developments in India, you probably know. Very successful, wonderful, wonderful partners, very beautiful. And I must say, I became involved because I have great confidence and I have great confidence in India. Incredible people and an incredible country. Now, it's not just India. Trump sees much of the world through the prism of his business dealings. And it's these business interests whether it's in India, America, or around the world, which have brought him into a minefield of conflict of interest, or even charges that he's violated terms of his office. Now, American presidents, as an expert told us, do not come under conflict of interest rules. But there is a moral hazard from attempting to profit from the presidency. Um, This area of law is complicated uh, because when Congress passed the laws that relate to conflicts of interest, they decided not to apply these laws to the president because they believed that, one, uh, the American public could scrutinize a president more carefully. Presidents had not in the past ever come close to this line. And they thought it was a bigger risk that if when conflicts come, that when there was a question, people could use these laws to harass a president with litigation. And Congress thought it was better handled with norms and with elections Um, and with politics to keep a check on a president. Um, So the conflicts of interest laws don't apply, but that doesn't mean it isn't still a terrible idea and it doesn't raise huge moral and ethical problems. Now, Trump may have defended himself from these charges had he, like most other American presidents, put their businesses into what is known as a blind trust, which means that his assets typically have to be liquidated first The cash is then funneled into the trust to be managed by an independent trustee approved by the Office of Government Ethics. Trump won't receive any information on what has been bought or sold with this money. Now, this means he would have had to sell his prized properties like the Trump Tower or the Mar-a-Lago Resort in Florida and give control of his company to a virtual stranger instead of his children. But Trump didn't do that. He turned over management of the umbrella Trump organization to a trust controlled by his two elder sons. And so he still owns his businesses and he can draw revenue from them at any time. And so it's in Trump's interest to promote his properties and in turn for his local business partners to use his presidency to promote their offerings. As of now, Trump has four Trump branded projects in India all of which operate with a franchise model where the developer pays Trump a fee to use the Trump brand. And all of them, as we find, in some way or another, have seen a boost since Trump became president. And at least on one occasion, Trump has had no qualms in promoting the project even after taking office. The oldest of Trump's Indian projects are in Pune, a deal signed between Trump and the Punchshield Realty Group in 2012 for high-end luxury apartments. Now, according to Trump's disclosure to the U.S. government's Office of Ethics, a company called DT Marks Pune LLC, DT most likely standing for Donald Trump, receives anywhere between 100000 to a $1 million of royalties from this project. 
So I spoke to the gentleman who is one of the realtors who is actually selling those Trump flats in Pune and I began by asking him how much each flat in the Pune Trump Tower is worth. So you're looking at almost uh, 14 to 15 crores for each apartment. And Mr. Nagrani, is interest in the project up after Trump became president? So obviously Trump has been uh, every real estate developer's dream. I mean, to, to everybody looks up to you know Trump and Donald Trump is the name itself is uh, carrying so much of weight in it and post uh, him becoming the president we've al almost seen a price rise of uh, 15 to 20 percent um, and even if you look at the leasing of these apartments they're the highest uh, that that uh, you can see it's 90 rupees per square feet it's almost a commercial real estate uh, price that you get for a residential apartment so it's clearly quite a jump sure yeah after after donald trump you know the model of real estate and the pioneer of luxury real estate became the president of the United States. Uh, there has been a huge demand for Trump Towers in Pune. Now, despite claiming to keep a distance from his businesses, here is Atul Chordia and Sagar Chordia seen at Trump Towers in November 2016 with President Trump. Also seen in the picture is Trump's Man Friday in India, Kalpesh Mehta. Now, we saw the Chordias, who actually own Panchil Realty, meeting Donald Trump after he became president. Are there any more deals in the pipeline between them? Nothing that I know of at the moment. Uh, I'm not aware of that. We tried to contact both the Chordias as well as Mr. Kalpesh Mehta, but they refused to comment for this report. Trump's next project in India is the 75-story, 300-apartment luxury residential project called the Trump Towers in Lower Parel in Mumbai, in association with the Lodha Group. This is one such project which Trump came down personally to promote. In August 2014, talking to NDTV, he said this. So when we had the opportunity to do a great project in Mumbai with a great developer, Lodha Group, they're fantastic and real professionals, and we uh, jumped at it. You know, we'll turn down 20 and 30 units deals for everyone we do. We turn down many, many deals. And just because I don't want to do them, we don't need them. It doesn't matter. But we only want to do the ones that are important and the ones that can be great. And we think this, we think Trump Tower Mumbai is going to be a great project. According to Trump's disclosures, a company called DT Marks Worldly LLC receives 100,000 to a million dollars royalties from this project as on 2015. Real estate experts explained that the terms of arrangement between Trump and his Indian businesses is such that the more revenues increase, so does Trump's commission. The way the branded residences work is uh, there are two fees that you have to pay. One, when you uh, sign and take the brand. And second is, as you sell the apartments, there is an X percentage, depending on brand to brand, which the developer, upon each sale of the apartment, has to pay to the brand. Okay. And the third is that if you're utilizing the brand's facilities, for example, if it is St. Regis, or for example, it is Four Seasons, if you're utilizing their facilities, then you have to pay for those facilities on an actual basis. Okay. So first is the signing fee, which is like a retention fee for How the brand. Is that for the Trump that Tars? depends uh, from a brand to brand. It can, be, Bombay, it can be between half a million dollars to two million dollars depending on brand to brand, location, size of the uh, development and the city. And then, you know, between sort of four to eight percent on every sale. And so naturally, it's in the interest of both sides to use Trump presidency to boost sales. We made several attempts to contact the Lodha group, but no one was willing to talk to us. 
Experts say that the sale of luxury flats has seen an uptick, but it's unclear if it can be linked to Trump's presidency. As the residential units are getting completed, the price is going up. So it's by virtue of the completion and hence the risk of development going down that the value and the rates are going up, not necessarily because uh, Mr. Trump came into the presidency of the US. But wouldn't like the brand Trump gain uh, more, of, more value after the presidency because he's a world leader and... Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, they, they should be, we haven't yet seen the evidence. Uh, of that uh, happening. In April 2016, just around the time Trump won the Republican primaries, his firm closed a deal with IRIO, a Gurgaon-based developer for 6 lakh to 7 lakh square feet office building in Gurgaon's golf course extension road. The cost of the project estimated somewhere around 1,000 crore rupees. IRIO is a very large fund and a developer um, and uh, they have a very large uh, land holding in Gurgaon, very prime. Uh, land holding in Gurgaon. According to Trump's own disclosures, a company called DT Tower Gurgaon LLC earns from $100,000 to a $1 million from IRIO. The project is yet to get off the ground. No one from IRIO was willing to speak to us. And finally, in November 2016, after he won the elections, Trump Corporation signed a deal to rebrand a previously planned residential apartment building, a 400,000 square feet residential project in Kolkata. According to his own filings, his company DT Tower Kolkata LLC receives the same $100,000 to a $1 million for the Kolkata project. So in total, for the four properties in India, he is receiving a maximum amount of $4 million. So it's clear that President Trump is helping enrich the Trump businesses and therefore the man himself. Not just in India, but even in America. Those who are trying to sue Trump say that this is not just self-enrichment, which is more of an ethical lapse, this is illegal. In fact, just 12 days ago, the attorney generals of two American states have filed a lawsuit against him, claiming that President Trump's real estate interests are a potential violation of the Constitution, specifically something known as the Emoluments Act. Now, this bars the president from accepting gifts from foreign governments without congressional approval, as well as from domestic governments. But they say, these attorney generals say, that Trump is receiving direct or indirect funds from these foreign governments. And in fact, they say that one of the countries from where the funds are coming is India. President Trump's vast global businesses and that empire he has is entangled with foreign and state government interest. The president's conflicts of interests threaten our democracy. It's that simple. Here's a little about what we know so far about what the president has done. He's paid by companies owned by foreign governments, including China, which lease space at Trump Tower. He continues to take money from foreign governments, including Saudi Arabia, India, Afghanistan, and Qatar, who own property in Trump World Tower and pay him charges associated with those properties. Now, they've not supplied any specific proof of this. We've reached out to them, but without any response. We sent a detailed questionnaire to the Trump Corporation, but there was no response. But essentially, legal experts say that for these charges to apply, all it needs is proof that, for example, the Indian government books a room in a Trump hotel or invests in a Trump project in India to curry favor with the Trump administration. I would say that any time an official 
spends government money to stay in a hotel, that is a payment that falls under the Constitution's emoluments clause. It is illegal. And that's what right. this litigation is about. It doesn't have to be uh, a line item from the, from in the India government budget that would go to Trump. It's official money being spent. So there, that's, there, the emoluments clause is broad. And I think the broader concern is, um, let's say India is able to spend some, uh, some money for influence, but then a deal goes bad. And, and India, through these business ties, gets on Trump's bad side, then India could be in the same position that Qatar is in, right? It's, it's, and and uh, there's a way that Trump's handling of Qatar should scare people all over the world, including in India, that they're going to be captive to Trump's interest in profit. And if they don't do his bidding, they could find themselves on the wrong side of politics and the wrong side of America's military threat. So could you explain that Qatar analogy? There's an, a current crisis between Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and some other Gulf states versus Qatar, Qatar. And some reporting suggests that a reason why Trump has backed the Saudis uh, and the United Arab Emirates against Qatar is because Trump has a lot of business dealings uh, in Saudi Arabia and in some of the Gulf states, whereas there is some reporting that Trump had a business deal that didn't go smoothly and maybe was, uh, uh, was aborted that was supposed to happen with Qatar. And so it is at least a question whether Trump is punishing Qatar with American foreign policy to, to do his benefit to scare Qatar and other countries into doing his bidding. It, it may or may not be true, but the fact that we even have to ask the question about an appearance of a business dealing that's driving a foreign policy crisis with potential military ramifications is really troubling. What kind of people, Mr. Nagrani, have bought flats in Trump Towers? So, yeah, I, I, I can't give the names, but, uh, you know, the who's who in, uh, in, in, um, in the Bollywood, uh, we have a few apartments that have been bought by uh, the Bollywood celebrities. We have a big industrialist from Bombay. We have a big industrialist from Pune who have taken. Politicians as well? Uh, yeah, yes. There's another dimension to this. A piece by Bloomberg suggested that ties with developers with political or ruling party links could also bring Trump to the edge of trouble, referring specifically to the Mumbai project, where Trump's partners, as we mentioned, are the Lodha builders. Now, this is a company started by Mangal Prabhat Lodha, one of the BJP's top leaders in Maharashtra and also an MLA of the BJP from Mumbai. According to his website, Mr. Lodha wants to make Mumbai great again. Now, the Loda Group has been in real estate for years and has signed the deal with Trump before he became president. But does this expose Trump once again to a legal minefield? Joining me is a Trump supporter and founder of the Hindu Republican Coalition and a man who has Donald Trump's ear, Shalab Kumar. He spoke to us from Washington, D.C., which is also the location of the Trump Hotel, which, as we've just heard, has also been at the center of a controversy over conflict of interest. And I began by asking Mr. Kumar if uh, it's a nice property to stay in. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a very nice property to stay. In, in, in fact, um, uh, you know, one little thing, uh, just as a consumer, I will uh, uh, tell you, uh, you know, uh, 
he is the president of the country and there is a Trump uh, International Hotel. Uh, it's not that the right. Trump International Hotel prices have gone through the roof. <laughs> they have not. So okay. <laughs> that itself will tell you something. Uh, you know, whatever uh, they are doing in that respect, uh, there's a lot more expensive hotels with less uh, amenities <laughs> in uh, Washington, D.C. So is this emerging as a power center in D.C. where officials from the U.S. and from around the world come and stay? Oh, uh, yeah, there's a, it's, it's got a great lobby. It's got a great uh, flag of the United States. It's uh, a lot of meetings that take place there. But, you know, you could, you could go... Uh, want to have a cup of coffee, you could just go, any any citizen of the country can go have a cup of coffee in that lobby. So, Mr. Kumar, isn't this and uh, his properties around the world a problem because of, you know, these questions of conflict of interest? I don't see that as a problem. By law, actually, uh, U.S. law allows the president and vice president to even have conflict of interest. Uh, it, uh, this is how our uh, democracy was founded, our uh, constitution is framed, uh, that uh, uh, we were expecting in 1776, uh, starting with uh, uh, President George Washington, or at that time, Commander-in-Chief uh, George Washington, who was a farmer, uh, we expected businessmen to be running the country. So uh, there was uh, uh, no provision for any uh, such conflict of uh, interest um, clause in the Constitution. No, the question is that he isn't meant to receive benefits from these properties, especially from the foreign governments, and is actually being sued for it. Are you concerned? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's just a political uh, witch hunt. The uh, uh, left in our, our country just uh, refuses to accept uh, the, the will of uh, the people of the United States who uh, gave him an overwhelming uh, uh, electoral victory. And uh, right. so, so it's, 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 it's just that. Uh, I don't think there is any conflict of interest. Um, and and he's gone beyond, uh, beyond uh, what the law is. And uh, he is taking all the right steps. That is, President Trump is taking all the uh, right steps in removing any, um, let's say, perception of a conflict of interest. But he's not set up a blind trust like others have done. He's transferred all his ownership into a trust which is run by his family. So he's still receiving the financial benefits of his properties. Well, uh, for those who have elected him and those who love him and uh, uh, who are big uh, supporters of him, just like myself, uh, we truly believe that uh, he ran for presidency of the United States, and he is in there to serve the country. He loves our country so deeply that, uh, you know, he didn't have to run, come out of his very comfortable life and go through all this uh, to have any financial benefits. So you don't have a problem with President Trump enriching brand Trump? I think there will be worldwide, there will be some benefit uh, uh, to that, but he's quite uh, cautious and uh, conscious of that. So uh, uh, I, there will be some natural uh, benefit. And, and, and the, frankly, there might be some people who he may have a negative. You know, I mean, all the Hollywood uh, people who, uh, you know, the media people, Hollywood people, uh, all the uh, uh, limousine liberals 
uh, of the country, uh, <laughs> lots of money, they will probably boycott his properties uh, more than before. I think they're just uh, towing the party line. I mean, this is just uh, the White House uh, talking points. Uh, the Constitution is, once you dig into the history and into the text, the, the Constitution is clear uh, on this question. And um, what's really stunning is that Trump is using government lawyers in the Department of Justice to defend his uh, capitalizing on the profits for the pre from the presidency. Uh, the, I, the, the brief that I've read to defend that, that Trump's DOJ already wrote is a very weak brief. They basically surrendered the point on emoluments with their own definition. It, the, the, what the Department of Justice has already argued in substance is very consistent with what the plaintiffs are arguing against Trump. Uh, it's they, they basically are waving almost a white flag on the substance question um, of, of the word. Uh, my, my, my prediction is that all of these lawsuits will, ha will have standing to get into court and then judges will take a look at these arguments and will rule against Trump.